You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm in the town, listening prayers up, while we lay the business down. Got a small circle, but the child don't play around. I feel like John Hancock, they gon' know it's me by the way I touch the... Hold up, give me a second, let it breathe. I keep Hello and thanks for listening. This is Marjorie Alford in the virtual studio with Trey Rains, better known as Rapper the Third. You got a jump start to your career through the Harold Washington Library U Media Lab. Tell me about that program and how it helped you. Oh man, where do I start? Honestly, U Media has been a super instrumental face for like in a lot of different Chicago artists' lives. Having access to so many different resources, man. I think something I've been thinking about a whole lot lately is that a lot of our life and a lot of our successes and and, and triumph comes through access, right? U Media has been one of been like the largest places for resources and growth for a lot of artists throughout Chicago. And they really just kind of put me on to a lot of different things I didn't have access to beforehand. A lot of different people uh, who have different, you know, varying skills. And I've been able to surround myself with these people and with these mentors that helped me kind of really just grow. That's great. I somehow had never heard of this program before researching you, and it was really exciting to come across. I think this is such an amazing resource for people. Oh, yeah, it's a blessing. Like I said, a lot of different Chicago artists have came up through you media, uh, you know, Chance the Rapper, No Name, Big Miss. A lot of these, a lot of these artists came up through through you media have really just they they we really found that space to kind of congregate and come together and find these like minded people who not only were interested in the things that we were interested in, but also knew enough about that field in order to help us grow and give us certain utilities and resources in order to, to keep going further in that space. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, been great. I guess that's one of the beautiful things about living in a city like Chicago is like every day there's some new art or resource adjacent thing to learn about and discover. Exactly. And it's it's so crazy because it's a really open gated community. You see different people there every day. I was going to say every week, but really just every day. There are times I would come there after school or maybe on the weekends and I'm meeting new people every single time I walk in. And, you know, it, it, it was one of those spaces where you just had so many endless possibilities in order to find new things to get into and new things to be interested in and new ways to grow in the field that you're in. So, you know, it's been great. I won't lie to you. I've been moving through. I'm a beast. Uh, waiting the water. The game is a slaughter. And that's all to say the least. Uh, yes, I know it's in my jeans. I just let my skill increase. Maybe they all my lady friends only ride with me when I'm me. Catch you again on tour. I'm a blackout in London like Idris. Uh, can't entertain no beef. I hope they let us show out in Greece. Uh, so the elephant in the room these days is always the pandemic. In your videos, In a Town and What Am I to Do, you chose to keep your mask on. Was there any specific reason behind this choice? Yeah, I think that it is so crazy. I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Not only is is the mask, you know, just uh, its protection with this virus that's out here, just being really conscious about how we interact with public spaces, even while we are creating. The mask has also become really a sign of the times. It's really become a figure that, you know, before would seem like very uh, meaningless, 
And it's really just become a sign of like, you know, 40 and 50 years from now, somebody's going to be able to access that video. That's the hope, at least. And they'll see that I have that mask on during that video and they'll know exactly the time period in which this video was created, right? Without even looking at dates, being able to go ahead and access this era just by being able to see the mask and be able to see like this is what was happening during this time period. So your name, The Third, comes from being Aurelius Reigns The Third. What does it mean to you to be a third generation namesake? Oh, man. (laughs) So Aurelius means the golden one. And like you said, I am the third generation of this. I'm not sure what the Aurelius, the plural version is, but being the third one, right, there is definitely a lot of pressure, mainly because the two prior to me are all great men. My father is also a teacher. He's also a poet. He's the one who got me into poetry, him and his friends. They're just like super, super great influential people. They're both huge. (laughs) Like... They're both very strong figures in their communities and where they where they're from. And coming up behind them, you know, you can't help but think about how you're going to carry that on, right? And so even with day to day decisions and moves, you have I can't be can't I can't help but think about how if this were to get out or if this is to be public, how that looks on my little forefathers, right? The people who came before me share the name. Us three, we make jokes about this sometimes we're together. But if one of us to get into some legal trouble, it's possible they might get the wrong one. <laughs> we sometimes get each other's mail. If you Google Aurelius, you're going to find a little bit of all of us, right? And so you think about the amount of legacy that you're carrying and the amount of pressure that is to be the third one. It's really kind of like a trilogy of like, a, I feel like like a like a movie, you know, it's like you're going to make three. This third one better be good, right? <laughs> the first two. <laughs> You were both a rapper and a poet. How old were you when you really started writing? I started writing when I was 11 years old. I was writing poetry first. Then I was about I was about 13 or 14 and my father gave me a computer with a hard drive full of instrumentals from real songs. So I grew up on a lot of Lecrae and and Most Def and Kanye West and these were just instrumentals full of their songs. And that's when I, I started, I would like play them on the computer out loud and I just started like rapping. Oh, wow. That's so young. That's so impressive. What is your favorite track? Oh, my favorite track is Used to Losing. A lot of my stories and, and, and things that I, that I write are true stories. And Used to Losing was the first time that I was really ever able to write like a, a fluent narrative. Uh, that was followable and was like very immersive. I've tried so many different times and it didn't, none of them really came together like this one did. And it's, you know, it's a hundred percent true. You know, it's personal. And I've been told that the story is followable and I, you know, that's something I've always wanted to do. So that one of my accomplishments for for last year was being able to create that. Imagine a bunch of us on a comforters trying to run for my mother because my brother cutting up and she gonna punish us. Feet five flowing through the hallway with a belt the size of my brother because it belonged to my dad, so the consequence bad. They would be coming soon enough. I'm mad at waiting because the punishment get worse when they work in collaboration. I really like that song as well. Oh, appreciate it. So on the track, you use a sample which says, rap is not a culture, it's a subculture. What rap comes from, what causes you to rap is called hip hop. And that is a behavior that's not music. That's an ancient way to be. Where did this sample come from and what does it mean to you? Oh my goodness. 
Oh, there's there was research done. I love this. All right, so that song was was Dear Hip Hop. That was a song I wrote in 2017, which is till this day is still one of my favorite songs. I think it was the first song I ever dropped publicly. And Dear Hip Hop was my first song, kind of establishing where I wanted to be in the in the in the rap field in the rap industry, I guess, and really just kind of like writing a letter to hip hop about where I'm coming from, uh, what I'm inspired by, and what I hope to achieve. And that clip is from a kind of like a, I want to say, like a lecture that KRS-One was giving about hip hop and the elements of hip hop. And he was breaking down the certain, the different aspects of hip hop and what they are. And at that certain time, he was identifying the difference between rap and hip hop. And, you know, hip hop has five different elements and rap is one of them. And like you said, him saying that hip hop is what inspires rap music. And I felt like that was, you know, that was super important. I also grew up listening to to some KRS-One and like a lot of like older artists and being able to kind of like listen to them philosophize and talk about the art as opposed to just doing it and being able to hear them break it down, I think gave me a really real and tangible concept of what I'm actually doing as opposed to just getting in the studio and doing it. It's a super powerful quote. I appreciate that. Yeah, also, I a, a large part of that was also, um, at the time, I was just really bad at writing hooks. I could write a thousand verses all day about anything, but a hook, something that was rep that repeats, that is, you know, somewhat catchy and ties the song together was not, that was not a talent I had probably until a year ago. <laughs> and I wrote that, I think I was, yeah, about 16 or 17. And I dropped it in 2018 on all platforms. So yeah, that was that was like the perfect time filler for that hook space until I was able to come back in for a second verse. <laughs> Some call it lazy, but I call it productive. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. It makes the track so good. Thank you so much. Do you have any advice for up and comers or those who are too scared to jump into the music game? That's one of my favorite questions now that I know how to answer it because it's advice that I would consistently get. When I was 13, I was introduced to Louder Than a Bond, which is an annual poetry contest here in Chicago and a festival. And I was writing poetry, but it was not at the level that I thought was appropriate for a Louder Than a Bomb. And I had one of my father's like friends was telling me like, yo, you just got to You got to do it. You have to go do it. You're not going to know what it's like until you go do it. I never, 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 never would turn anybody away from that advice. Man, the best way to get into the field that you want to do, don't do it carefully. Don't stick a, a foot in and see like what the temperature's like, man. Back up a little bit, run toward that pool and get a head start and then do about six backflips straight into it full body. I don't think there's anything more important than just being 100% invested because if you go into it any less, you're automatically going to go left with it. Like it's it's not going to go the way you think it is because you entered it with less than full energy. So in whatever field, I believe that for whatever field you're in, whether that's rap, journalism, whether it's uh, activism or yard work, um, you're going to get in it what you get out of it, right? And vice versa. So if you're going into it with just a little bit of energy, it's going to give you a little bit of product, a little bit of fruit. And you're going to have to take that fruit until you realize like, hey, this requires more of my time, more of my energy and more of my efforts. And so in order to get what I'm expecting out of it, I need to go ahead and do it. So just do it. Go into it 100 percent and then put to the test, you know, and really question what is my definition of success? 
how much am I willing to put into this and this establishment mean for me? And that's how you'll be able to really find your way in whatever field you're working in. What are my steps, guys? You know me, I'm better. I got students who don't even know that we're learning together. I got a homie who locked up, but he deserving a better. My song's gonna last forever. So I guess in a sense that means that we both got permanent records. Thank you all for listening. This has been Marjorie Alford with Rapper The Third. Yo, this is The Third. I really appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out to Chirp Radio. Love y'all. Stay warm and be safe. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.